Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to this week's podcast, The Civil War in Kerry. Over the next couple of weeks, Irish Life and Lore will revisit some of the archival material recorded over the years that covered the dreadful months of the Civil War here in the county of Kerry. And in this first episode of the Civil War in Kerry, comes from South Kerry, and there you will hear the story of Catherine Murphy Nee O'Shea, who grew up in Ballinskelligs and had joined Common Amon. We were in the Common Amon that time. I was young, I was in the Common Amon. We used to have to learn the singles in the mountain ABC, and a doctor and nurses come down and teach us first aid. But first you will hear the story of Morris Kern. I visited his home in Dungagan Ballin Skelligs in 2003 and he starts by telling me about his older brother John. My brother Linda, he was the oldest of the boy, he, he became a shoemaker then. And he was, doing, he was doing all the work until the trouble started. And he, went, he was still conducting then so he was arrested and... 12, 12 months in, in Tintown camp, the Corra, before he was released. So that, that finished, you know, that, 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 that destroyed the whole thing then. Like, when they, when they came out then, as I think he was saying yesterday, when they came out then, sure, all the, the team, the boys there, the same story, of course, they were all released, like around the same time, and uh, no one wanted them then. They hated them, of course, at the time, so they all had to go to America. They all immigrated because... immigrated. Because, because they were not wanted, you know, they, they didn't like him and all that kind of thing, of course, because, you see, I suppose, uh, when the, I suppose, the, that if you 1923, 20, 20, it was 23 years, my brother was in jail, and uh, they came out in, in, in November, I remember, it was November, anyway, they came out in November, and all they could do then was... There was no work, nothing for them, and they wouldn't get any job anywhere. It was going itself. At that time, they'd get nothing, so the only thing was pack their bags in. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of the lads locally here w- would have joined up the volunteer or the uh, oh, they did Republican. The, yeah, there was a good few, yeah, good few lads, all right, yeah. What do you see the? Why do you think it was uh, during the split that uh, that? Uh, your brother and and many more of the local lads here went on on the Republican side. Any idea why? Well, well, I, I it was it was kind of history, you know. My my mother was my mother was very patriotic, 
you know, she, she, and she was always, you know, she, she, she read and she followed the other 1916. And she had a do-in with the Black and Tans. She had, yeah. Me. What happened? The, um, the picture, you can see it there and over here. There. What is the picture up on the wall? The wall there, and, uh, and they started, of course, and then they put up the, the rifles and they went to break it down. So she, she cut the rifle by your man. She wouldn't let him take it down. She said, that, that's there, there, she'd be there. I got his stopped anyway. I think she asked farewell to the commanding officer inside, you know. And yeah, but to have a picture of Padraig Pierce uh, on on the wall was was only looking for trouble, really. You know, when 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 the I know, yeah, but you're. I mean, like I suppose the way she looked it and we looked it at the time was that we 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 didn't we didn't give a damn about anything else. I mean, Padraig Pierce and they were the men that we followed, and you see, so the. Oh, what happened again when when uh, they told her to take the picture off the wall? Yeah, so she wouldn't. She said, no, that that picture stayed there, fight she'd be there. And they didn't touch you then, they didn't, they didn't do any more with it. But you know, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were tough. Yeah. You know, they were, they were raiding and, 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 you know, searching all the time. You know, and they put different doors to you and everything, you know, everyone would be sleeping, they'd wake you up and that kind of thing. I remember her telling, uh, telling me that uh, when John came back from he was in Kilmallock, and when he came back, they, um, they, they went all out and terrorized them fellas. And, uh, you know, they used to be out, of course, there was no such thing as staying at home. They'd have to go way back to Waltz or go somewhere, somewhere out of the way. All the time on the run. On the run, on the run. But uh, this morning, anyway, it was a November morning. I can still remember it. And uh, the, one of my sisters, she, 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 she looked down and she said, gosh, look at, that, look at the soldiers below, the cross below, they were just going to turn up here, they were up, in fact, up the field and back of the house there. So, and she, there she ran and she told my mother, so she said, John, to get up, the soldiers were around. And John thought, of course, that because it was November day and there was mass there, that is, so they only wanted him to, that she only wanted him to, not to miss mass, you see, that was only cutting him, they were about, so he wouldn't get up at all. And next thing was anyway, they fell over the road and roses, Rosie's uncle, a brother of the shot. He ran in and he said, John, he said, they're up the field. He said, so John jumped out and, and out of bed and he, 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 he uh, the, the, uh, the breeches he had that he had in Kinmalik is what he had and there was no braces in it, you see, nothing in it. And he, he didn't get him to, to, to look for braces, so he only jumped into it and that's the way he caught it again. And it was about, I suppose, four or five years that he, I can remember him running out. You know, and he, he keeping the, the pants keep, like keeping his pants up, keeping the pants <laughs> like that. And uh, the next thing was anyway, you know, four shots after each other. Then one fellow came up there and he fired. You see, and every time he fired, he put his leg up in the stone ditch. That time, of course, there was, there was no walls, and he was all rough. The stone was going, you you fall, you know, yeah. fall, and he was, he was after the night, he was half shot, you know, yeah. they, you know, but anyway. They had a few drinks. A few drinks. Yeah. So I remember John saying to me, run in, he said, it would be shot. He said, run down home, it would be shot. So John kept going away up along anyway, and he went up there, you now by the, by that wall, for that house was up, up the top there, and uh, 
they were going for the cliff, you see. If they got on the cliff, they'd be safe enough. They had kind of dens down there anyway to get away, get away. So he went as far as the top of the, the fence above there, and when you get to that, that cross fence above, you see the sea down from you then. So, sure, it went more like a three-prong drive, but in the soldiers, there was more of them coming up behind there, from the end of the road back there going across, and there was more from the east end of the village coming in that way. So they were closing in that way, you see, in him. Yeah. And uh, the lad was with him anyway. He had gone, of course, he, had, he, had, he was able to make his escape right away because he was dressed in, and he was gone out before John got up at all. But um, he um, he went down, then there was an orchard. There was an orchard, just if you be the next land, then like down there, across the fence there. And he went down, and he went into the orchard. So, oh, sure. They, they, they were behind him, like that, you see. And uh, they arrested him. And they had more of them, more fellows busted in. Of course, they're all humming in the way, coming around. But uh, they brought him into the house. And uh, there was one fellow there, anyway, by the name of Padden Casey. And he was doing all the talk. So my mother, anyway, Ashwin and one, the other one, some other one of the family, like you see. So she said, Isn't that Padden Casey? They said. And he was John's friend, you know. John was red. He, he spent lots of time, which is, which, as I told you, over in Drumwood, which is, which is um, grandmother. Yeah. And Pat and Kirsty was a neighbour of us over. And John used to be over with him in that, you see. And, of course, he, he joined the, I suppose, the First Aid Army or something. And he, he came around and he went. He was the fellow that, uh, that uh, one of the boys that took over, because he didn't know what he was when he came with the rest of him. But he, he, he came up and gave John the hand when John, when John came in, you know. And that time there was no range or nothing but the open fire. You yeah. know, a turf fire. And uh, uh, he, at the first minute, he gave John the hand. John took him with one shot, put him pushing into the fire. Did he? <laughs> but, but wasn't it very strange, uh, Morris, that, uh, you know, even his friend, no, uh, who was totally, um, I, you know, he, he was a free stater. Yeah, he was he, on the other side. Yeah, he was, yeah. And, and, and yet uh, th- th- there was that great um, bitterness between the two of them, you know? There, there, there was, you see, because, uh, like, I, I remember uh, the night, you know, that um, John, John's friends, you know, they just played the football here, but there was two of them, especially one of them was Mike Connell. He was living back there in Kennard. He'd be... Uh, he'd be... Uh, he'd be... Uh, a, 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 of Van de Baron above there, the teacher that was there in the school back there. But anyway, he he came into John into the house the night that he was that he, that he was going to join the army. See, they were playing football, and hunting, doing everything together. But then they they decided that they'd join the army. So oh, my, why, why do you think they wanted to join the well, army? No, well, this, this is the reason. That yeah. my, so my mother said to him, she said, "Why?" She said, "Why why you joining?" She said, "God," he said, "Mammy," he said, "You better have to go for a bob." He said. It was all about money, really. Uh, money, yeah. money, money. Yeah. So uh, they said, John, any chance you'll come with us? So my mother said, no, John, it is up to John to make up his own mind. So John said, never mind on my own. He said, I'm not going. So they parted that way, in good friends. And they're main friends. Yeah. But anyway, when John was arrested then, that day, into Vidinshi was taken first. And from Vidinshi to Tralee, and from Tralee to Tintown Camp. But anyway, when he was in Wiltshire, didn't Mike Connell come into him 
and sit him. Johnny said, I'll be in duty, he said, I'll be in duty here at such a time tomorrow evening, he said, four o'clock and be ready, he said. Make your escape. And everything was fine. Mike, the bodyguard was changed, Mike was shifted somewhere else, and John was the ferry was, and maybe it was looking for him. Uh, where was he making his escape from? Or did he get out of the jail inside him, once he get out of the jail inside the village, and was trying to come back home and make keep keeping the run against. Yeah. He'd still be in the run, as he added him. That's right. And and he got out of Valencia uh, he, uh, he, jail he, there. He, he, he got well he was taken out of Valencia by the by, by the yeah. army because yeah. he, he didn't make the escape. And he, he was taken to Toledo and from Toledo to Tintown. Yeah. Oh, but but he could have got out. He he would have got out if, if Mike Hannell if Mike Hannell was wasn't the bodyguard. You see, but, but unfortunately, it 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 was it, my, it, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't happen. It didn't, work out. it didn't work out. And my mother often said to me, like she said, he was very lucky because there was another fellow here at the time with John, a great friend. He was then a great footballer, and uh, they was come out from Billingshire carrying him in. If they'd be playing just uh, three teams and all that, they'd know him at the time. But they'd come out and they take these two, my brother and and this fellow. But they had a nickname, Paddy Markey, but uh, he, he he made his escape, and he was in the run. He wasn't run all the time, and my mother was saying that they said themselves often that if the two work together, that they do damage, because the, the oh sorry the yeah. spies used to be around and they and they're watching every every move they'd make, you know, and uh, of course they they'd never put a put it. Yeah. Well, they, and, they, and, and and there would have been a lot of informers. Uh, oh, there was. You know, there, there was. of course they were, they were, they were, for the bob again. They were going for the money too. You see, oh, they were there. And everybody must have known everybody during the. They did, of course, they did. They did. Sure, I can remember now myself that um, there was the lads gathered. The the lads gathered by night. You know, they'd come together and from they'd be going. We'd say we'll go to fair. We'll go. We'll go to balls tonight. Or we'll go up to so so and tomorrow night. Keep moving around. You wouldn't be in the same place any night. And uh, I remember that the they were passing. Down the village, and uh, there was one there. I fell there. He was the other said he was a spy, and was sorry. No, he, he was. He was. He was. I will give no name. I suppose I didn't write even name for a thing like that. I suppose. But anyway, he. This is the way he was. And and the house next door, and he, he looking back, watching watching the boys going back to see how many were there and all that thing. Oh. And my mother was standing straight over from on like that. And she stood out so that it's there. So she cut him in the act. <laughs> but you know that they 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 they'd be they'd be to the army, maybe in Waterman for they had headquarters in Waterman. If 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 he if he get his way, you see, and, and that they were going such a direction, so that they wouldn't be fooled like they'd you know that badly just that it has to be somewhere back in the straight line back to the road. You see. So as I say, you know that uh, they were they were they were they were hit by the by these all the time. The photograph that's here uh, in front of us, Morris. Um, tell me about this team now. Uh, John, no, John would be the only local from here. They're all from Tralee and Narkerry and Dingle and Glanny. Oh, so John is the only local man from around, around here from around on here. this on team. That team now, yeah. yeah. And this is the 19... That'd be 25 and 26. 25 and 2016. What's special about this photograph now is that all those lads were um, imprisoned, isn't that right? Yes, right. By 
the free stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, and when they came together over after after going to the states and had to go to the states, they decided that they start their team again. You know, they said, we 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 have the full team that had. So there was only fourteen. They were shot. They were shot. They were shot. Belanders, fourteen Anders, and uh, the only thing then was that they try and get him one way or the other. They wrote him and told him that he had a job for him and everything would be all found. And he was very slow in going. But anyway, they got him in the end and he did go. And sure, when he went over, then they've had the full 50 and they won everything. Where were they in the States? In New York. In New York. In New York. Yeah. They won and everything. they've got the carry the, the written on across the Yeah, jersey. they did, yeah, yeah. In fact, John's jersey there, the base captain, you see... Oh yes, you see, yes, yes, yes. they had everything that him, and then the open neck and everything. You know, the judges are completely different. But the reason again why why all the lads took off is because um, uh, the local people um, just disliked them. Yeah, after, that's you know, true. Yeah, they, they, they thought that they were that they were uh, you know troublemakers. Oh, troublemakers, and that was the idea. You know what? And uh, I suppose you know the. They had the, they had the money from the other side, you know. They were getting the money, and it meant so much that him these had nothing. And 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 there was a certain amount of support in in America, was there? Oh God, they had a great support in America, sure. Yeah. Because when, everywhere they went, it, you know, in 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 uh, in uh, in in 1927, no, uh, 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 in 1927. Kerry played New York. Kerry took a team out to New York and they were badly beaten by New York. But at that time, you see, the New Yorkers were the same as the Kerry fellas. They were, the, they were, they were after going over, the same as they, as they themselves did. And they farmed their teams over. And uh, they were fresh, they were all, all men. But then in, 19, in 1932, then, I think it was the next time Kerry went. And Kerry won, then they did Kerry beat them back again, destroyed them. You see, because, and uh, at that time, any fellow that was in the Free State Army that was that was playing in the, in the, in either the Kerry team or in any of the teams, you know, he, he, he was known straight away. And uh, th- th- he wouldn't like because I happen to him talking about, about uh, the Kerry team. Uh, Con Russell was a Free State Army man. He was an officer in the Free State Army. And Paul Russell, I think, was a, He was a policeman or something at the time, and then all the rest of them were Republicans. But um, when uh, they played New York, anyway, over the, didn't, uh, the the boys over, they they attacked Conrustin straight away. You know, tried to give him the books and everything. Or attacked but, him on the field now. Or what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Tried to hurry, jump down him. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, but, but, but use the game as as, as a, well, an excuse. Oh, excuse. To, yes, of to course. To give him a beating. Yeah, but uh, John Joshi he stood out for many and He said, he said, we know politics. He said, we're different. He said, but they, we're they're not coming into the game here. He said, we'll never bring him into our game into the GA, and he saved him. You see, so that uh, a lot of them suffered over. I'm telling you, after someone that did the dirty work here, they suffered over. They had it out for them. Oh, yeah. they had it out yeah. for them, yeah. They were, but never heard of after. Because, you know, the, 
they were, they were bad, you know. And in close proximity to where Morris Kearns' house was, in Valenskelligs, over nearer to St. Finian's Bay, lived the O'Shea family, and that's where Catherine grew up, giant common among, and here is her story, which was recorded in, nine, in the 1980s by her nephew, Carl Anderson. We used to be up in the mountains, training, and we used to be, it was a big long hall, behind John's house, behind McMurphy's house now, down in Valenskelligs, a big long hall, and we had that hall now. We were in the Cumberland that time. I was young. I was in the Cumberland. We used to have to learn the singles in the mountain A, B, C, and a doctor, a nurse used to come down and teach us first aid. And at that time, a doctor would come to see teach you first aid. If he has a little value, and if the latter would find you know A, B, C, to teach the singles in the mountain. Like if any, if they were in different parts and you put up the flag, yeah. they'd know where you'd be, yeah. you know, that kind of way. And then after that, you know, I left John, then must have trained the volunteers, and then from the truth came between the IRA and the Free State. John didn't join the IRA, the Free State, he stayed still, instead of the IRA, the, the IRA, he never changed. And then the Free State. Soldier, 1922 and John didn't, he said, with IRA. And then the crowd that John was against, the army crowd just come looking for him because he was against, John was against them that time. He didn't want the truth to be signed. Yeah. You see, and yeah. he's, he still remained an IRA man. And they just come in the night and look for him to shoot him. Would you believe that? Yeah. They just come to the house in the big larry full. And if they caught him, he'd always be up in the mountain behind them. If they caught him, one night the priest told Mick, this night I went down to shoot your father, but your father wasn't there. And that night your father was being shot, he was there. They shoot him. Yeah. And they shot three or four fellows down there in Bernskelligs. Oh God. They shot one fellow up in the mountain there, in Canary Mountain. Oh, they did. See, they fought his brothers, fought against brother. Yeah. You see? It was awful, wasn't it? Well, that's what happened, you see. See, Daddy lied. He was in the, in the depot, in the, in the, he was up in the depot, in the guard band. And Uncle Bernie was out in the area. Yeah. Fighting against. Do you see, Uncle Bernie was in the area, man. And one day, this fellow coming from the Free State, and Daddy's father, Daddy, Granny had Daddy's photograph up in the. One young one fell in the guard, you have the other fellow fighting in the area. He kept saying, You is a soldier, some soldier for other. And then they used to, oh, poor Uncle Bernie was in jail for two years on the column. Oh, yeah. They caught him one night, he came home to see Granny. He was out in the run, of course, and Daddy was on the depot. So he came home this night to see Granny. And he wasn't, in the middle of the night, the big crowd of soldiers came up the stairs and arrested him. Okay. And took him out of bed mm. and brought him up to a place called Oriel House here in Dublin. And the next thing he was down on the car in Tintown for two years a prisoner.
We've come to the end of the first episode on the Civil War stories and memories from the county of Kerry. I hope you enjoyed listening to Morris Kern and Catherine Murphy Neo O'Shea, both from Ballinskellig's area. Next week's podcast, the second episode, comes from Mid Kerry and story about land agitation and land grabbing uh, during the Civil War. The following night then they burnt the second family's house and my grandfather and his brother were the only two that remained in the house, were in the house that night and the house was burnt to the ground except the room the two were in and that was upstairs. So that was unusual. Um, the following Sunday the priest, the local Catholic priest read those three people off the altar my name is Maurice O'Keefe and I look forward to bringing you that podcast next week hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.